Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Top Flag Time Machine are going to be going on tour in early November. You will experience physical movement and emotional movement and so much more. From both of us. Bowel movement? Maybe there'll be a little bit of bowel movement. I can't promise it, but if that's what you're looking for, we can make it happen, probably. It won't be uh, one of those things where a podcast episode is recorded in a theatre. Fuck that. This is a proper show with um, songs and dancing and um, high moments of uh, exhilaration. So come along. Let's just quickly tell you where we're going to be. Uh, the 1st of November, we're in Brighton. 2nd of November, we're in um, Nottingham. The 3rd, we're in Leeds. The 5th, we're in Manchester. The 7th, we're in Glasgow. The 8th, we're in Newcastle. The 9th, we're in Birmingham. And the 10th, we're in London. <gasps> the capital. Mm, what a uh, finale. It's going to be good. I think there's a few tickets left at most venues. Yep. It's uh, going to be really exciting. It's called the Velvet Drainpipe Tour. It's going to be better than the last one, yeah. which is saying something, because the last one was fucking amazing. Ask anyone who yeah. went. But this one, whoa, it's going to knock your cock off. Or if you're a lady, it will knock off your boobs. Go to tftimemachine.com slash live shows to have a look at where you get tickets from. There'll also be a chance to interact with us in an official capacity while we're on stage, not after the show. In a very limited capacity. Come along, you'll love it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. We are going through the Roy the Rovers comics uh, week by week until we run out of them. Uh, we're on 19th of June, 1982. Uh, I bought some 1989 issues recently. Uh, it wasn't a full year set. It was just like about, I don't know, a, a dozen of them. Because I don't think we'll be doing 1989 Roy the Rovers because I think... It, I don't know. Can... It doesn't feel quite right to go that late into the 80s. No, I don't know why. It, 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 let's say it had shot its load, I think, by that point. I, I think just, Baz what, ran... Do you mean the 80s as a decade? I feel that it did past 1986. Yeah, after Baz ran, I think that's probably where you draw a line under it. But also Maybe... the decade in terms of generally it's like pop culture. And I'm not saying yeah. good things didn't happen. I mean, Terence Trent Darby had his debut album out in 87. Yeah. You know, and Faith came out in 88 introspective would have been eight. So there was good things, but on the yeah. whole, I think pure eighties was from 1982 to 1986. Yeah. About then. I think Baz ran in 86 is probably where we'll stop. Maybe a little mm. bit of the Baz ran aftermath. I mean, to be fair, when we get to the bit where Melchester signs up Bob Wilson and Emily Hughes and two lads from Spandau Ballet, that's going to be pushing it a bit, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll plow through that. Um, Right, where are we? We'll just quickly go through where we're at. It says the uh, the Cavaliers giant fast bowler was trying to needle Roy and the rest of the Rovers. Bowler, you say? Yes, that's right. <clears throat> the football season's finished. And um, 
we'll just read from the bit at the top left that brings us up to speed with what's happening. It says, To help Stanthorpe United, a struggling fourth division club, managed by former Melchester Rovers player Lofty Peak, Roy had arranged a series of one-day cricket matches between Melchester Rovers and Carmody's Cavaliers, a touring team of international cricketers. Uh, we'll speak more about them in tomorrow's episode because this is the second attempt we've had at this episode <laughs> and we just completely failed to make it a Melchester one. So that's going out as the Friday episode. That makes sense. Uh, the gates were locked for the first game as Roy and Ron Carmody went out to toss up. Uh, Roy tosses the coin. He's taking control of the situation. He says, your call, Ron. And Ron Carmody uh, says, okay, Roy, it's heads. And the coin falls to the grass. Roy bends down and looks and says, and heads it is. And uh, Ron Carmody says, right, there could be a bit of lift in this track early on, so you can take first knock. As we said previously, we've got no idea what that means. But um, fair enough. Roy, uh, this is classic Roy power playing, because if you look at the interaction between him and the opposing captain, the opposing captain, what's his name? Ron. Uh, yeah, he is, oh yeah, Ron Carmody. He's sort of quite nervous and tense and seems to be taking yeah. it quite seriously. Whereas Roy has this sort of enigmatic knowing half grin on his face throughout this whole toying cost thing. Where he's yeah. like, go on, yeah. mate. Oh, oh, well done. You won the toss. Great. Well, as well, if you look, Ron Carmody is down on one knee looking at the coin. Yeah. Whereas Roy is just crouching down. Roy's like, I can see it from up here. I don't need to put my knee I've on the ground. I've got great eyesight. And also, I have extremely powerful glutes and thighs. <laughs> I could, yeah. I can actually, uh, I've done it for charity. I can stand in this position, slightly crouched, <laughs> right, for over two hours. No problem. <laughs> Most people couldn't last two minutes. <laughs> I call it my power stance. I only bring it out for charity. <laughs> so think yourself lucky not many people get to see this <laughs> so yeah Carmody's already down on one knee he's already lost the psychological war um, and it says as the two captains return to the pavilion and there we've got um, what's this fucking gobshite Ralph Meeker of course is the the uh, cricketer who's got his shirt opened down to his chest he's just tossing the cricket ball up and down in the air He's trying to do a power play on Roy here. Yeah, he says, yeah. hey, Roy, are you and your lads starting to shake in your boots at the thought of facing my pace? Oh, so it's fucking, it's fucking on. Fucking hell, mate. You're talking to Roy Race here. <laughs> exactly. And Roy just responds, not really, chum. Oh, chum. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well just call him a cunt. Yeah. Chum. <laughs> not really, cunt. I mean, chum. <laughs> not, not really, cunt. We're all fit after the soccer season. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of it? Soccer, proper sport. Yeah, involves running sort of around. sport where you don't wear fucking trousers. <laughs> <laughs> where you don't wear iron trousers. <laughs> with a crease with in them. fucking creases in. <laughs> you fucking pervert. <laughs> he says, uh, we're all fit after the soccer season and we can always duck. <laughs> he's, he's basically saying you Ralph Meeker a world class pace bowler cannot touch us cannot hurt us we are soccer stars we are superior beings <laughs> this is not even a sport is it it's a fucking game at best it's a fuck about it's like it is. he might as well be having a game of fucking Cluedo 
I mean, look at the size of this fucking field. You could build fucking 14 houses on this. <laughs> what a waste of space. <laughs> What's the capacity of this place? 2,000? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> it's like some kind of hippie cult. <laughs> Bet you're all fucking sharing each other's wives as well. <laughs> Whereas in my sport, I get to choose which wives I share. <laughs> I'm like the chieftain. Hey, you're from Australia. You know all about this. Think of it as like a tribe, but I'm the fucking chief. I get to pick who I want to uh, plant my seed in. <laughs> so, so that's Ralph Meeker put in his place. But then we've got a, a close-up of Ralph Meeker's uh, giant face. Giant fucking mustachioed face. Yeah. And it says, Ralph Meeker, the Cavaliers giant Aussie fast bowler, grinned wickedly. And uh, Meeker says, that's all right then. I uh, just thought they might have chickened out when they heard they'd be facing my Thunderbolts. Well, yeah, you've already said that, mate. That's the fucking last refuge of the fucking, you know, the the shit bantsman. Is that he's he's, he's tried to have a dig. The dig got thrown back in his face. And he's yeah. just sort of thought, I can't think of anything new, so I'm just going to repeat the original dig. See the same thing, I mean? but with different words. Yeah. But it seems to have worked, because look at Roy in the next frame. He's completely Fuck, he's shit done me up. there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He has. I thought I gone. had him. <laughs> he's gone. Roy goes, now what was that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, it was he's quite me self-evident. <laughs> I didn't like that, Blackie. And the... Uh, the Blackie fucking Blackie's replies, fuming, hey. obviously. Blackie says, Roy says, now what was that supposed to mean? Blackie says, exactly what he said, Roy. Mr. <laughs> Mika is trying to needle us. <laughs> Don't let him catch you, Roy. It's not Mr. Mika. Mika. He's trying to set up fucking shopping. You're not rent-free. Right? He's not what? He's the shit on your shoe. He's a fucking amoeba. You're right fucking race. You're what? a different fucking level. Don't fucking listen to him. Do you want me to? Do you want me to uh, sort him out, Roy? I don't mind. <laughs> no, I'll leave it, it for now, Blackie. I've just, he's just rattled me match. a bit. You know what, Roy? We could do it after the match. Oh, <laughs> we could do it in three and a half years' time, like we do without ref. Do you remember? <laughs> Vengeance is a dish best served cold. Remember? Roy? You remember what you said to me at the time? What was it? Slowly, slowly, Cassie Monkey. Aye, that's right. <laughs> I learnt that off my old granddad. <laughs> you remember what we said? Revenge is a dish best served cold, and then we ended up locking him in that butcher's freezer. Ah. Uh, that was ironic. <laughs> was let's that ironic? lock him in the sure. fucking freezer. <laughs> but what's with this Mr. Meeker stuff? Mr. Meeker used to be on fucking Rent-A-Ghost, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and he, did, and, and he looked like this guy. He did a bit, yeah. He did look like him, didn't he? He Trilby hat. Yeah. <laughs> David Skew's just nicking characters from fucking kids' TV here. Hung over, shot of inspirations, yeah. flicks on the telly. I'll see if there's any fucking cricket on. Maybe that'll <laughs> give me some ideas how to draw this cricketer. What's this? Rent a ghost. Oh, fuck it, I'll just draw that cunt. Except I'll take the hat off so no one will spot it. <laughs> I'll keep his name, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Meeker and Mistress Meeker. That's what fucking Claypole, that... Silly yeah, cunt always right. called her. Yeah. Um, so then <clears throat> we see 
uh, Mika practicing his bowling on some kind of practic- bowling practicing contraption that he's got, which looks a bit like a park bench that's been folded over, flattened out, so he can bounce the ball off at different angles. Uh, I've never ever seen one of them in my life. I don't know no. if it's still a thing or not. It's curious. I wonder if Excuse it's made up. It. Mm. Yeah. Might have been on an episode of Rent a Ghost. Might have just been a park bench that he's just altered. It's it's weird anyway, because that thing seems to have some bounce to it. And mm. the whole point of cricket I say it's the whole point of cricket, I don't know what the point of cricket is, but I've always <laughs> thought it's interesting that they've got an unbouncy ball that they chuck at an unbouncy surface. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what is cricket, like, really? Like, you know, like Sir John Cricket, it was almost like he sat there and went, I've been trying to think up a new spot, but the problem is they've all been fucking done. Think about it. Mm. Football, done. Yeah, mm. rugby, done. Right? <laughs> uh, tennis, done. Right? So they've all, been, they've all been done. What do they all <laughs> have in common, though? Balls that bounce. Yeah? <laughs> what if we invented a sport but with the bounce removed entirely. <laughs> the world's first non-bouncy sport. And we'll call well, it cricket. Cricket. After one of them <laughs> insects. after me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what happened. <clears throat> but then, um, I think this is Blackie. There's a little bit of uh, chat from the side as we're watching Mika practice. He says, He's never quite forgiven us for his last tour of England. Mika bowled so many deliberate bounces, several umpires insisted he be taken off. <laughs> He's never quite forgiven us, the entire English nation, because he bowled so many Those deliberate bounces. Tried to ruin my career just because I checked a big off. fucking ball at their heads. <laughs> they all wet, wet their fucking knickers. <laughs> the little lacy baby knickers they all wear. <laughs> He, um, and he says, and in effect in his form, the whole tour was a disaster for him. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Ali's bitter about it, and I, he's done bitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that might have been Roy that said that, because then Blackie speaks again in the next one. It says, Roy's opening batsman, Blackie Gray, seemed unperturbed. And Blackie's strapping his pads on. He's got his sleeves rolled up above the elbow and he says Mika is fast but as long as he behaves himself and bowls orthodox stuff he won't be too dangerous on this pitch <laughs> fucking hell it's only a fucking charity match lads Jesus Christ yeah, calm down <clears throat> and uh, is, is that Jimmy Slade there the one who we don't recognise yeah might as well be we'll call him Jimmy Slade uh, he says agreed we can't cope with him Roy don't worry no, we can, we can cope, cope with, with him. him. Sorry, we can cope with him. Did you, you just say we can't, can't cope with him? No, sorry, I meant we can cope. Yeah, well, can't. fucking get it right, yeah? Can't cope is not in my fucking dictionary. <laughs> but there's no reason why they can cope with him because he's one of the world's fastest bowlers and these lads are footballers. So <clears throat> there's a big, big gulf in class. So I don't see how they're going to be able to deal with this. It's not the way the writers think, though, is it? That's true. They've been brainwashed by Roy, haven't they? You can do yeah. anything. Um, and it says, sure enough, off Mika's first ball. That's a lovely bit of illustration, that actually. You've got the full length of the crease and all the players there in their whites, in their ironed trousers, their cricketing trousers. And Mika bowls it. 
Um, Blackie whacks it. And someone shouts, Shot, Blackie! Beautiful square cut! Uh, four runs all the way! I mean, these must be the Lampards. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. These must be the Lampards who've turned up. From Mel, Church, from, from the, Mel Park, well. the Mel Park faithful. The Suddenly they're all fucking cricket experts. Yeah. Four runs all the way! Um... Blackie's partner was Mervyn Wallace. Yeah, that's who it was. It wasn't Jimmy Slade. It was Mervyn Wallace. And in Mika's next over, he balls again, and Mervyn Wallace whacks it away to the boundary. Four more! Mika pitched it up too far! Oh, they're all cricket experts as well now. These fuckers. <laughs> of course and they Mervyn are. punished it. Mervyn punished it with his favourite shot, the straight drive. How the fuck do you know what Mervyn Wallace's favourite cricket shot is? Yeah, you fucking weirdos. If I was Mervyn Wallace, I'd be spooked by that. How do these cunts know what my favourite fucking... I don't even have one. I do not. Do you have a favourite cricket shot, Andy? I fucking don't. No, certainly not, because I don't play cricket. Neither does Mervyn Wallace. Fucking hell. Um... And then this has got uh, Mika fucked off. He's thinking to himself, Right, Mr. Wallace, here's where you poms get your first sight of Ralph Mika's secret weapon. And he absolutely hurls the fucker. Um, and it bounces off uh, Mervyn Wallace's forearm. Again, he's got his sleeves rolled up. There's no protective gear whatsoever here. Uh, it looks like he's broken his arm there, I would say in any kind of yeah. normal circumstances. Bang. Uh, Blackie shouts, Mervyn! <laughs> <laughs> Mervyn, are no! You, oh, are you dead? <laughs> oh, how Mervyn! Um, I'll let you Mervyn off this goes, one, but if you dare throw a ball, anything like that, a glory race, you are fucking <laughs> dead, sunshine. <laughs> Mervyn responds with, Oh! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Shut it. Uh, Mervyn! Lucky. Uh, Say something, Mervyn! <laughs> Do I need to get really kiss a life? Fucking Blackie's face is fuming now in the next thing. He has a he proper is. fucking pop at this geezer, doesn't he? He's gone over to him. You crazy hey. idiot, Mika! That was a deliberate bouncer! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rubbish, Blackie. Don't you know this is cricket? There are no, there are no bounces. <laughs> Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. Mika goes there. Rubbish. I was aiming at the stumps. The ball kicked off a perfect length. Didn't it, umpire? And they stood there like, oh, this silly old country umpire. This is just a charity match. I'm just, I've come out of retirement for this. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm only in it for having loads of jumpers tied around my waist. Best bit. <laughs> <laughs> a few drinks at the end. Uh, and the sandwiches, let's not forget. And I'll get a bottle of scotch in the presentation afterwards and a bunch of flowers for the wife. That's why I'm here. <laughs> 
Any luck, I'll get uh, to keep a couple of the jumpers as well. A lot of them forget. <laughs> they always forget. Most of them don't put their names on the tags. <laughs> comes in fucking handy when winter comes around. Save a fucking fortune on my heating. Put all so the fucking want- jumpers on. I'm I thinking Ed. Else with three jumpers on. Oh, it's a three jumper day. I say to the wife. I'm thinking Ed. See, summertime, no one's thinking about their fucking heating bills, are they? Except for yours, fucking truly. Yeah, serves you right for being so fucking slack, you cunts. <laughs> uh, and the, the it says as Mervyn was helped off. There we are. There's two of them helping him off with their arm round him. God. Uh, and the umpire says, I'm afraid I must agree with Ralph. The ball was pitched well up. Wallace was the victim of an unlucky bounce. And as we all know, there are no bounces in cricket. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bounce, and that is not allowed under the rules of cricket. If it was a bounce, it was purely unlucky. (laughs) (laughs) And it will be expunged from the records. (laughs) It was a victim of simple misfortune. It will be written off as an act of God. (laughs) 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 Okay. Fucking hell. Look at what happens next. Well, Ralph's standing there with his arms folded and says, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, you cunts. Fucking hell. This is gearing up to be one of the best Roy sort of episodes, like just a sequence of stories we've done. Because this, I reckon Roy's fucking almost met his match here in this Australian blank. Yeah, definitely. So there next for him, uh, Mervyn's replacement was Steve Naylor. Oh, it's Steve Naylor. I thought it was Roy. A talented forcing batsman. What? Have they all got cricket skills? What's going on? But uh, but off the first ball he received, and it's another uh, bouncer. It's high up. Uh, Neil has dealt with it by ducking and just using his bat as a shield. (laughs) Uh, No, what does he say? He goes, oops. (laughs) Weird thing to say. (laughs) He's crouched down, but I mean... He's got the same haircut as Rod, as Roy Race yeah. and uh, Alan Bailey. Um, oops. Uh, and, of course, there's the Lampards. Another lifter. Neil has got a top edge. Fucking hell. Sport fucking Billy. And it goes behind. Wicketkeeper grabs it. How's that? Shouts one of Carmody's Cavaliers. Voice from the crowd. He's out. Caught at the wicket. What a terrible start for the Rockets. Old Roy won't be very pleased about this. <laughs> well, it's just a charity match. Jesus Christ. But, you know, Roy is Roy. Roy's competitive. So he's not happy. It says the spectators were right. And we get um, one of those close-ups of Roy's face. His eyes are blazing with rage. Yeah. Behind is the colour red to signify anger. And Roy's saying... Uh, one wicket down and only eight runs, and Mervyn is unlikely to bat again. And he's all lucky. He'll be a, he'll be a lucky if he fucking walks again. <laughs> I'll have to um, sell him. I'm gonna have to get one of those giant cages that I keep me kidding. <laughs> We're gonna have to cage Maybe him. I'll st- I could save myself a few quid and stick him in with the kid. Put him in with Roy oh. Junior. Let him fling their own shit at each other. Oh, Ben Galloway. Yeah, it's Roy. I'm down at the cricket match. It's about Mervyn. We're going to have to cage him. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought, here's what we could do, right? Save yourself. Save the club a few quid on buying a cage because they ain't cheap. You can rent a corner of my kid's cage off of me. Yeah. 
And I'll let Mervyn, at the expense of Melchester, move in with my kid in the cage. They won't bother each other. Barely know each other are there. They're in their own I fucking think, little worlds. I think Mervyn's going to spend a lot of his time curled up with a ball, so he won't take up much space. <laughs> uh, he says, Mervyn is unlikely to bat again. Phew! I'm not going to raise much money for Lofty Peak if we get thrashed in the first game. Because, of course, it's a series of games, isn't it? Phew. Um, phew. And that's the end of that episode. And it says at the bottom, Roy's, inverted commas, stumped. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. Cricket pun. So be sure to see what happens next week. And then, of course, bottom right-hand corner every week, my marks out of 10 for this story. It's a clear 10. It's a clear 10 from me, yeah. Of course it is. Absolutely no football in action whatsoever. No, Cricket Um, Roy is brilliant. I'm almost getting more into Cricket Roy than Football Roy. Yeah, Roy is properly I'm out of the comfort zone here, Blackie. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. Roy out Um, of his comfort zone. Also, I mean, what we're doing now, because we're not working from the book, we're working from the entire issues each week. We can look at a couple of other things that are in here. And each week is a thing called Roy's Message, which is, as you'd expect, Roy's <laughs> Message editorial. to the readers. Now, this one starts off superbly. It starts off, Hi, pals. My TV broke down this week, so I quickly got a repairman in. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking quick. Pen. Pen. Get the repairman on the blower. Fucking thing. You just imagine banging the top of it. Jukes Hazard starts in a minute. Fuck's sake, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. But of course, it's his Spacey Edge TV, isn't it? So it probably needs oh, a specialist yeah. mender. So you can't just get the normal bloke from fucking Radio Rentals. It takes a fucking specialist. This TV was made in Japan, you know. <laughs> He says, my TV broke down this week, so I quickly got a repairman in. It's okay now. <laughs> what, is that the end of the story? Well, no, because there's a reason for it. It leads into, uh, imagine it happening next Tuesday, brackets, Scotland versus New Zealand. Wednesday, brackets, England versus France. Thursday, brackets, Northern Ireland versus Yugoslavia. Or Friday, brackets, Scotland versus Brazil. Oh, <laughs> Of course, it's the 1982 World Cup. And these games that he mentions are pretty yeah. iconic matches, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Scotland-Brazil is a very France. famous game, isn't it? And um, and England-France, fastest goal in World Cup history, Brian Robson. Yeah. I still remember that. I, I just recently had a black and white massive TV put gifted to my bedroom, which had belonged to me recently dead, Great Nana. So, your Nana's black and white massive TV. Yeah, in your she room. died. I got the TV in my bedroom, nineteen eighty-two. Watched England versus France in black and white. Oh, I thought you meant recently. No, I thought you were saying that your Nana recently died and still had a black and white TV. None no, of which made no, and, and that no, you had taken but, the TV into your current bedroom. Well, no, because I'm forty-eight and it's twenty twenty-one. Yeah, is that well? That, that, those were just some of the things I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't watch it downstairs in colour. I think it was just because I just had the telly put in my room. It was like, oh, oh yeah. I've got a TV in my room you now. You feel so independent when you have a TV in your room for the first time, don't yeah, you? Exactly. You just feel I like you're fucking... In black and white. Yeah, yeah chat the biscuit. <clears throat> so there we are. Um, and then he, he goes on a little bit about um, 
uh, the, the hopes for the, the matches and everything. Um, have you a like super it when he week. says, have no, no, hang on. You, you've missed one great line where he goes, have I? defeat could possibly eliminate all three straight defeat. I'm being cagey and realistic, pals. Pals. <laughs> cagey and realistic. That's just that's, that's the ra- that's the race way, and take it from me, it's the best way to approach most things in life. <laughs> and then we've got call of the week next to that, which is where there's a phone number listed, and you can ring up and leave your praise or criticism, whatever, uh, for the comic. And Gary Lynch is the caller this week, and it says Gary lives in London, NW two, and said, "I'm twelve, and Roy the Rovers is a fantastic comic." I collect it every week. My favourite stories are Tommy's Troubles and Mighty Mouse. Well, what about my story, you cunt? You don't like that one? Uh, uh, those uh, ones I are like just the... fucking page fillers. They're You're not even supposed to read them, to be honest. I like the first one because it's good every week and they win some important matches. Mouse <laughs> is funny and there are exciting bits in it too. I don't think there's any need for improvement. The paper <laughs> is first rate. Do you talk? Are you talking about the comic itself or the paper stock that we printed yeah. on? Hard to tell here, Gary. Try to be more specific next time. Uh, the paper is first rate, mixing a lot of comedy with good football action. Uh, it's a combination I like too, Gary. You have won yourself three pounds. Congratulations. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, I've looked through some of the calls we've had through. I've had them transcribed. Uh, most of them are fucking bollocks. I quite like this one where he just praises everything. Let's give him uh, give the lad three quid. Hopefully he'll write in again. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. Um, I wonder if it was premium rate. It's an 01 number, so it'll have been lo- local it rate. Have, so, yeah, local rate to London. Yeah. And if I can just quickly find it before we go, Blackie has even got himself a little section. Right. Um, I want to ask you something, but I don't know whether you say yes or whether you're that cross with me. Just fucking ask, Blackie. That's not, I want my own actually, bit in the comic when I get to write down some of my thoughts. I have thoughts, you know, Roy. Opinions, <laughs> dreams, things I need to get off my chest. I'm more um, than just Blackie Grey, Roy's best friend in the world. I'm a human too. All right, fuck's sake, I'll find a corner for you. Well, it's not. He hasn't given me his own corner. It's just about Blackie, and it's great. Listen to oh. this. I came across a letter the other day, which, again, would have been answered several weeks ago had it not been for my mammoth preview of the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up this to my fucking eyes in it. I've only just got round to looking at it now. Uh, it's from <laughs> Miss Alexis Miller, who lives in East Kilbride, Glasgow. Oh, a lass, a Scottish lass. Quite a posh name for a Scottish lass, but fair enough. Alexis from Off Dynasty. Uh, it says, she says, welcome back to the land of the living. <laughs> now that you have recovered brilliant. from being shot in the head. Congratulations <laughs> on not dying. Uh, she says, now that you have recovered, there are a few points I would like to raise with you. Oh, feisty. <laughs> uh, Blackie Greg did an excellent job of standing in for you. And I feel he deserves to be kept on in some capacity. For instance, Blackie Gray's Quiz League, or better still, Blackie Gray's History of Melchester Rovers. So Blackie's been editing Roy's own oh, page. interesting. While Roy was shot. Mm. Um, and she says, after all, he and your very good self have been together since your school days, Roy. Um, and then Roy 
replies to this request. Blackie received and deserved all the praise he got for stepping into the breach whilst I was indisposed. He said afterwards that he didn't know how I could keep going week after week, writing and researching, etc. As much as Blackie enjoyed his brief shot at journalism, he said it was enough for him. <laughs> Get the back in is, your fucking box. The truth is, he is simply not up to it. He had got a glimpse of what it was like being me, Roy Race. Oh, yes. And he realised that I was an ex- He realised more than ever how unique I was. <laughs> yeah, Blackie well, stood in of- man, Roy. <laughs> Blackie stood in out of necessity rather than anything else, and he will not be resuming his role as writer on the comic. <laughs> that will be me forevermore. End of conversation. <laughs> now stop fucking writing in, you cunts. Um, so that's Blackie put in his place. There's. Uh, I just want to. I don't know if we're nearly done here. Yeah, I'm pretty much up. But you know, feel free. There's to add uh, anything else you want. There's. Well, just a little throwback. Just while it's on my mind, I think I might have sent this to you the other day. Sam's readers. throwback. Sam's throwback. The his. Well, what remind me of it? He's going to do a history of Melchester Rovers. Well, all right. I yeah. know quite a bit about the history of Melchester Rovers because. Len and I have been reading our way backwards through the 70s, 60s, and now 50s annuals, right? Yeah. So at the moment we're on, on the 50s runs, which, are f- like the others, just fucking bonkers, but in a different way, simpler times, really. <laughs> and um, I could go through the whole storyline that we're on at the moment, but instead, do you know the little summary at the beginning of a story that gives you a sort yeah. of catch-up previously on Roy the Rovers? Yeah. This is where we're at. Uh, this is November the 26th, 1955. Drink this in. Roy Race, his pal Blackie Gray, and their teammates of Melchester Rovers were riding on elephants in a circus procession through Melchester to advertise their coming head tennis act with the performing seals. Doesn't end there. <laughs> Conceited inside right, Artie Hedlow tried to pass the procession in his car and scared the trick cycling chimp, Willie. The chimp climbed a flagstaff and refused to come down. That is the start of the story we read last night. That is the best thing ever. There's so much going on in there. I mean, yeah. How, How can you take it all in? They're riding on elephants, which, by the way, is the opening picture that you see is Roy and Blackie riding on elephants through the town centre. Which they're doing it incredible. to advertise a game of head tennis that they're doing with, with seals. seals. <laughs> and this cunt Artie Hedlow, who I won't start on now, but he is a, a massive cunt. He's fucking scared a monkey in his sports car. And the monkey's fucking escaped and ran up a flagstar really high. Now everyone's fucking, fucking hell, are we going to get it down? Oh, man. And the subsequent strip is just about Blackie and Roy trying to get this chimpanzee down off of the flag stuff. Very good stuff. Oh, man. That's incredible. That's incredible. I'm going to have to dig it out and read it now. That's superb. <laughs> right. That's it from this one. Uh, I hope we've entertained you in some way. Mm. And uh, we'll yeah. be back with more next week. Uh, farewell, good friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.